This episode is sponsored by Mint Home Loans. With mortgage interest rates nearing all-time lows, now is the time to see what options you may qualify for. Make Mint Home Loans your trusted partner for all your mortgage needs. In today's times, your money matters. Shop local with Mint at 410-458-6847 for any home loan questions you may have. Welcome to Life's Tough. You can be tougher. I'm Dustin Plantholt, your host. This is a show about life and purpose. It's about the stories we all have. Everyone, when you think about it, well, they have a story. Some stories may seem more riveting than others. Well, that's to be expected. Not every story in your life is the basis for a movie. But to you, your story can be just as powerful or at times just as devastating as anyone else. Our special guest today is Mary Wilson, one of the founding members of the Supremes, the illustrious Motown singing group that rocketed to the top of the pop music charts during the 1960s. Mary, along with Diana Ross and Florence Ballard, were the three teens from the projects in Detroit who became known in Motown circles as the Girls, the trio that made up the Supremes. To watch the interview, go to lifestuff.com and click on the Mary Wilson interview. Now, let's welcome Miss Mary Wilson onto the show. All right. Ready? I don't know which way to put my eyes. Look you, here you, or look yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So just look right at me. Uh, thank you, Miss Wilson. Welcome to Life's Tough. Mary Wilson from the Supremes. Well, you're yeah. tougher. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm tough. I, people say that I'm pretty funny and I'm tough and all those kind of things. I'm just saying I... You know, I just try to live life and, 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 and do what I need to do and keep moving. Take me back now. You know, once you had uh, your partners, I mean, these were your partners. They, they, Kate, how did they come to you? Do they say, hey, I'm done. I want out. And then how do you move on? I mean, were things the same once, once they left? Oh, you, okay. So now what happened was um, Florence and Diane, once they were no longer in the group, um, you know, I had to consider if I was going to continue as the Supremes or what. So um, it was so fortunate that Mr. Barry Gordy of Motown Records decided, uh, you know, we would all look for someone to place to replace Diane. And uh, so he found this wonderful singer, Jean Terrell. And what happened was I was still trying to figure out if I was going to continue because, you know, both Florence and Diane were there and I was the only Supreme there. But once I heard Gene Terrell sing, I said, okay, yeah, I'm going on. So this was in 1970. And uh, Diane left and Gene joined us. And we started, we were recording and rehearsing everything before Diane had left. So I was in two groups. I was with Diane on the road and Cindy and Cindy Birdsong. And then, you know, in the evenings or the, during the mornings, I would rehearse with Gene Terrell and Cindy Birdsong. So I was in two groups. And you were busy. Uh, I was very busy. And so then what happened was, uh, you know, Jean wanted to leave. Oh, but then Cindy left. Linda Lawrence came. And I thought that was a great sound. I really did. We, In fact, we recorded a record that uh, um, uh, little Stevie Wonder Rick, uh, wrote for us, Bad Weather. I thought I loved, Stevie I Wonder. Loved, I loved that record. 
But what happened was uh, we didn't get the push for Motown. And so both Gene and Linda left because the record didn't do anything. That was, wasn't the reason they left, but we just didn't get any support. So um, then after that, I got, I brought in Sherry Payne. I brought Cindy Burson back and that lasted for a while. Then Cindy left and then we had to bring in Suze Green. And pretty soon I said, you know what? The, everyone's a great singer. Everyone who joined us was a great singer, okay? Gene Terrell is definitely one of the best singers in the world. But, um, you know, we weren't getting the push from our record company. And uh, because they were moving on into movies and things like that, and we weren't the only ones in that situation. And plus, we all, they, the record company had all moved out to Los, uh, to, yeah, Los Angeles. So, you know, everyone left, and I said, well, you know what? I think it's time for me to go out as a solo myself. And that was scary because that I didn't be know, scary. And I didn't know how to sing. You see, I had been singing background all these years. So I had lost my ability to even sing, really. Um, but I, I had to do something if I wanted to remain in show business. So there I am, daring to dream. And uh, I went out and here I am some years later, 40 years later, right? <laughs> I finally learned how to sing. <laughs> and you look you look fantastic and you've got a lot of energy. So like, what fuels mm -hmm. you? This is a show about life and purpose. It's about mm -hmm, our stories. Mm -hmm. Where did you find sure. the fuel? Because along the way, you must have been tired. How did you keep going? Oh, I've never been tired. No, I, no, I've never been tired in my life. Probably tired now because I'm not working. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I guess I kept going because I realized that when when I was singing that this is what I what this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, and and each time uh, that someone would leave, I'd have to make up my mind if I what I want to do. And, and so when everyone had left and the Supremes were over in 1976, no, I'm sorry, 77, I, I said, you know, I st this is what I still want to do. And I just had to teach myself again. I had to do what I say, I dare to dream again about finding who Mary Wilson was as a singer. And, you know, I found out I'm not as great as, well, I knew that before. I wasn't as great as a lot of singers out there, but I loved performing. See, my, my love for performing on that stage. Talk about is that. So what is great. that I mean, like? You walk out. Everyone is looking at you. Tell me. Bring me back. It, it, you know what? It feels like the very first time I walked out on stage with the primates when we were four members and we were like 13 or 14 years old. It was sheer pleasure. I mean, being on stage is like being in heaven. So it must have been a, 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 a I think everyone is given given a certain gift now sometimes we don't find them sometimes they're not as great as we think they are and all those kind of things uh and life can throw you a lot of curves but i think for me i realized that that was my gift my gift was entertaining i love entertaining people i love just doing that i mean this is for me i i've got it's it's like who is that uh uh, someone was saying, my alter ego is to be up there performing. Hey, it's me, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, but it's not something I think about. It's just that I know when I'm on that stage, I feel perfect. I, I don't have to think, you know, I don't have to, I just have to be. You're, you're shining right now talking about well, it. I, I, I can <laughs> see it's something you were, that it, you were meant for it and it was meant for you. It's easy. It yeah. comes easy for you. Yeah. It, it comes easy for me to be 
uh, an entertainer, uh, but I still haven't found, oh, I found one thing that I think as a singer, because for years I was trying to find who I was as a singer, and I realized I wasn't as great as some people I love, like Aretha Franklin, you know, and all those kind of Gladys Knight. I, I, I'm not that kind of singer. Talented, um, I mean, incredibly talented uh, singers. But but yeah, they are, they're great. But I found that they that's the gift that God gave them. And so I can't put myself because that's not the gift that God gave me. Uh, I had to find what God gave me. For me, it's being on stage. And, uh, you know, so I, I enjoy, I just enjoy performing, but I have to find the right songs for me. You know, I, I do a lot of, I do disco, I do rock, I can do all those things, but I'm not great at any of them, but I can sell you <laughs> <laughs> on me, you know, so there you go. <laughs> so let's let's move into the next chapter. Your grandma. Tell me what that's like. What's like I'm, actually, I'm also a great grandma. And what it's like is I never thought I was going to grow up to be an adult. Um, some people say I never thought that, that I was going to grow up at all. Well, I'm still 15 <laughs> in my mind. But um, I, I thought that adults came from a different planet. I didn't know that you as a little kid grew up to become an adult, right? That hit me later in life. So, but when my daughter, Takesa, had her first little baby, Mia, oh. I was a DJ on the radio in New York City. And I remember I actually had the, the, the radio show when she was being born and I was talking about it. Um, so for me, it was like, it was like another great gold record if you know what I mean. Uh, so people say, what was the greatest achievement in your life? I would say having my children. That's beautiful. Uh, I, I absolutely, my daughter, my sons, I you know, love them. You were talking about toughness in life. Well, I lost one of my sons, Ralphie, when he was 14 in a car accident. Wow, I'm so sorry. And yeah, that was, uh, that was really hard. It, 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 it's something that you never, you never get over that when you lose a child. Uh, and, and and so, you know, for me, that was something that I had to figure out, okay, this is the real world. And I really lived in a, a rose-colored world, you know what I mean? I always have my rose-colored glasses on. <laughs> hey! um, so, but that was something that really showed me that life is not, uh, you know, it has a lot of things and it. it throws a lot of moments that you have to deal with. We call and, this show life tough. I, I know, and life is tough. I tell you, the one thing that I found my son, I'm sorry, you guys can hear me okay, but I can't hardly hear my, me with this thing in my ear, but it makes me stumble a bit. I'm gonna pull it out a little bit, so I hope it doesn't bother you. Now okay. I can hear myself a little bit better. And so anyway, when, when Ralphie passed, I had to figure out a way to, to uh, continue on. And what I did was, was to find uh, a different environment. So I moved from the West Coast back to the East Coast. I moved into New York. I in NYU Neptune and I got my associate's degree after about four or five years and that really helped me to wow. change the environment wow you know I changed that's, that's and I was in my what yeah I was in like my I don't know late 50s or 60s early 60s I, I can't remember now when it was but the thing is is that I got through my sadness by finding something else to occupy my mind my one other son Pedro said to me mom you know losing Ralphie was like um a, a hole in my heart. And I say, yeah, it, it, for me, it's the same thing, but we still have our hearts. And so, you know, that's what I think has gotten me through is that knowing that you can still smile 
after something tragic like that happens because you do have your heart. I mean, your heart's still there, but you got to learn how to work around the pain. You can't live the pain anymore. I mean, the pain is, he's gone. That's that's an inspiring message. And, and it's one of the journey that you've been through has had those highs and at a moment it, it went low, but that didn't break you, that that wasn't mm-hmm. the end, that you still found a way to rise above. And you, you said earlier, God, that, that you had faith uh, through it all, mm-hmm. that you didn't you didn't give up. And that mm-hmm. is, to me, mm-hmm. the message for all of us that you can be tougher. Yeah, you can recover, but it's not always easy. I'll tell you that it's not easy. Uh, I, one of the earlier things that happened to me was when Florence Ballard passed away. Uh, even before that, when she was like going through her her, her hard times in life, um, I realized that my my way of thinking that everything is perfect was just just me. The way I think about life, and I always think that life is perfect. I still think it's perfect, you know. But you know, who said it was going to be just a straight linear line? It's kind of going up and down and down and then you do have to learn how to you know ride the ride the ways as they're coming in your life and and that uh you know it's not it really really isn't always perfect i mean i do believe in in silver linings in life but um now in life and as i look back over the times that have come up and down up and down i've actually been able to lived through a lot of things that uh were you know painful but it still didn't take away my my uh, my gift of being happy and i think that's what my son once pedro said to me he says mom he says one minute you will cry the next minute you know what mom is a happy person so i do get unhappy about certain things but i but i'm that doesn't make me an unhappy person so i what think a, that kind of explains what who a i am message what a legacy that you can now impart <laughs> onto your kids now, i'm a dad yeah. I've, I've got a nine-year-old and seven-year-old so that that is that is wisdom that you're instilling on me that what a great message that your kids can look at you and say my dad or my mom or my grandma or my great grandma that just mm-hmm. was happy that yeah. no matter what was happening that still found a way um and, and that's uh, that's quite remarkable miss wilson yes and i think you're those are the best ages you have the old oh, nine and seven. Oh my god they know everything they're learning all these wonderful things it's a beautiful age for children and so if we as parents can uh, go through all these hardships. We should let the children see that, but we should also let them see how you can get through it without getting angry, you know, and becoming an ing- angry person because children actually see that and that's what they imitate. So as parents, if we can still have the pain, show them that this is painful, explain it to them, you know, and, and, but also see that, okay, but it, even with this, like this coronavirus thing, this too will pass. Now, hopefully we all will get through it. Some people will not. That's the sad part. Some and I'm not disqualifying that. But we have to, and you said the word faith, have faith that, you know, we can get through this too. Let us be the lucky ones to get through. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so if looking back now, you're talking to a young Dustin, a young Mary out there in the world <laughs> that, that will hear this. What advice mm-hmm. would you give to somebody as they're looking forward and they go, I'm tired, or can it be done that you did the impossible? So could you give some advice? Yeah. I can give some advice, but I do want to say this before I do that, in that, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes life has its own way of dealing with you and having you to do certain things. Who knows why some people, good people, die young? You know, why certain things happen to certain people? So my advice, hopefully, it'll you know, it'll help those who, really want to, you know, 
not succeed, but to go on in life and, and be happy you know, as they can be, is that I think that if we each search within ourselves, and I'm not saying this because now I'm older, I always thought this when I was even young, that I, I remember being happy. I said, I wanna be happy like this all my life. And I was about six or seven when I said that to myself. I remember saying that. So I think that that's the important thing about that is to look inside ourselves to be whoever we were meant to be and try to be that person, the truth of that person. Always search for the truth. To me, that's, I mean, I'm summing up the way I feel in a few words, but I mean, I could go on for, I could write another book on this. You okay? could write another book. You should say, Dustin asked me a question. I'm going to, I'm going to answer it right now. And it gave me at least 400 pages because I don't know when this pandemic's ever going to end. We, we might be stuck inside for a while. Yeah, I know, I know. But if you do, you have plenty of time to do things that maybe when you were too busy, you didn't have a chance to do because you didn't. You said, oh, I'll put that off to later. And I found that you can't put certain things off to later. Uh, uh, I, so to me, to really look inside yourself, search. And, you know, I think Michael Jackson's song about the man in the mirror is so truthful. If you can just look in the mirror and see yourself. You can't listen to other people who you are. I, I, I did that a lot in life. You, you fall into believing what other people say about you uh, and you, in a way that that kind of colors who you really are. So we need to get the other you know, covers off of us that have been put on us through life, let's say, and, and just really get down to the source, try to get to the source. And it has taken me my entire life, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying this because I said this when I was 10. I mean, you know, I was hoping I would still be a beautiful person inside, but I have tried to work on it. I still have made lots of mistakes and, and I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, I, I've had some really bad mistakes that I've made, but I'm always trying to make, you know, better choices. Well, it's with that yeah. that you become a role model for the things you learn huh? along the way <laughs> and you're honest and you're mm -hmm. transparent and that's a role model. That, that's somebody that is a leader and, and not a follower. And what I'm hearing is that you create leaders and you've been creating leaders for many years. You, you don't look for more followers. And that to me is a legacy. Final question for you, Ms. Wilson. Who's the mm -hmm. toughest person you've ever known? As you look back on your life, who was that person you said, wow, they just were, man, they, they held me up or someone that you looked up to that was just tough? Well, my mom, I tell you, my first of all, I don't know if this is the question you're asking me, but my mother, Johnny May, who could not read nor write, um, was a woman, a black woman who had to endure a lot. And she came along uh, in the South and and, you know, she just didn't, and she was a, uh, what do you call it, the do domestic worker. Um, she was a person who I, I can't figure out even to this day how she lived her life so gracefully, let's put, without having the book knowledge that a lot of us have or not having a lot of great teachers because a lot of people put her down, some of her sisters and people just really didn't treat her right. And I look, at, and I look back and I'm like, wow, she, I, I was, I grew up with an angel. I really did. That's beautiful. Um, and and so she, to me, and people have asked me who was the one person you can look up to. I mean, I met, you know, you met a Lynn lot of Horn, at the waters. I met, as I said, the Queen Mother of England. I met, you know, I met so many great people. But my mother, to me, was my best lesson in life. She left the biggest <laughs> impact on you. That's yeah, she totally that's, did. She yeah. sounds like an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, I have a song that I wish that the uh, radio still was playing uh, our music. 
you know, I would be into older people music. <laughs> I shouldn't say that older no. people, but you know, everything is now young hip hop and all that stuff. But I had a, a Mother's Day song called Johnny May. She was the greatest person that I ever knew. And, and I was, I wanted to put it out for uh, Mother's Day this year, but I, I guess I wasn't able to, but people can hear it online. And it's, it's, it's about what I just talked about with my mom. It's, a, it's, I thought it was a wonderful story. It sounds beautiful. Miss mm -hmm. Wilson, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for coming on. I, I asked your team uh, not, not for uh, too much time, and they said Miss Wilson can, can put you in. So mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. life's tough. Mary Wilson, she's tougher. Thank you again, yeah. Wilson, for joining us. Thank you. Another great show. I believe that was episode 48 that we had. I mean, Mary Wilson, the Supremes. What a story she had. One that, for me, my takeaway was that she found her purpose. And it wasn't always easy. Along the way, she had many trials. There were things that she had to fight through. Things that didn't come easy. And in life, success doesn't come easy. It reminds me of a quote. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, work day and night for it, give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, if only desire of it makes you quite mad enough, never to tire of it, makes you hold all things tawdry and cheap for it, if life seems all empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and you dream is about it, if gladly you'll sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, lose all your terror of God or man for it, if you'll simply go after that thing that you want with all your capacity, strength, and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, stern pertinacity, if neither cold, poverty, famished, and gaunt, nor sickness, nor pain of body or brain can turn you away from the thing that you want, if dogged and grim you besiege it and beset it, you'll get it. Life's tough. You can be tougher. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great week.